0: in to another ridiculously awesome episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. My name is Rick McClatchy. I'm the staff pastor here at Manor House, Rocky Butte campus, Portland, Oregon, checking in. Excited to have you here today. And we're actually um, got another, uh, another visit from our guest from our last episode, Kayla Smith. Welcome back.
1: Thank you. I just, I love doing this and I was honored when you asked me to be on it. So
0: Well, you know, and just in case somebody didn't listen, shame <laughs> on you. First of all, uh, no, uh, in case somebody didn't listen to the last episode and doesn't know who you are, tell us a little bit about who you are and why in the world would I invite you to be on our podcast?
1: <laughs> um, so my name's Kayla Smith. I am at the Rocky Butte campus from Manor House. And I serve in a lot of different areas, primarily behind the scenes in a more administrative role. And that's what you asked me to come here and talk about was um, not really being in the lobby on Sunday mornings, but working, you know, kind of in the evenings, sometime during the week where no one can see it. So.
0: Yeah, and and there's a couple of reasons why. One, I think sometimes it's this silent group of people that don't always... Uh, maybe get honored or appreciated the way they should. Maybe don't always get cared for the way they should. And so I just wanted to highlight it on our podcast specifically to um, to to those that are listening, that are in that place, that they, to, you know what? Thank you for what you do. Yeah. Uh, you know, they say October is like pastor's appreciation <laughs> month, um, and especially pastors that kick things under the table <laughs> while recording a podcast. It was but lame, not me. Um, where in the world were we going with that? So no, but what I was saying was, thank you, Kayla, for reminding me, is October is Pastor's Appreciation Month. And and yeah, like I'm a pastor and I definitely don't begrudge anybody if they appreciate me. So that's great. I
1: well, I appreciate um, you. Well.
0: <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, the check's in the mail. So um, <laughs> but there's uh, just this huge group of people that if it like, it's like we said on the last episode, you keep people from falling through the cracks that would otherwise just fall through the cracks. And um man, coming off of a week where I heard about four pretty incredible testimonies of people in small groups um, mm-hmm. that are having their lives just radically transformed um, and actually just met with a couple today that's on a journey in life and they're really, really being helped. And the big part the big place where they got into the church was in belong. yeah. and so if the admin stuff's not happening behind the scenes and they're not getting um, invited back and cared for and followed up on, they fall away and it's not about like, oh, we need to make our church better bigger or whatever. Right. but it means that person's not gonna get connected and they're not yeah. gonna get the pastoral care that they need.
1: yeah, uh, that's one thing when I do the belong, I just absolutely love I, d- I don't just like update profiles and like, monitor who's taken what steps, but I love being able to see when they check off, I want a purple book. I want to get baptized. I want to talk to somebody about Jesus. I get to like kind of start the process of connecting them for that. Mm-hmm. And that like just makes my heart so happy every time I see that I can be like, yes, I'm gonna put you in that list and that someone's gonna call you and yes. <laughs> and it's just
0: That's so it awesome. It makes my
1: heart so happy when when I get to do that. So And
0: that's really the that's really the heart of ministry right there. Mm-hmm. So well described is that our heart leaps when other people are connected to Jesus. Like that's what it's all about, um, and that that is pretty awesome. So we had a great conversation last time. I encourage you to go back and listen to that episode if you have not picked up on that one. Um, but we started just kind of scraping the surface of a topic of boundaries, mm-hmm. boundaries in ministry, and so. I felt like um, you just had some really good thoughts to share in that regard. And so why don't you talk to me about the problem of what happens in life when you're just like you, really good at something? I wouldn't know what that's like. <laughs> oh, so fine. if you could just fill me in, that'd be so awesome.
1: <laughs> um, well, one thing that's I've kind of noticed a little bit more in the last couple years as I've begun to take a little bit bigger role in some different ministries is that I get a lot more people calling me asking me to help with things, um, which is really cool. Like a lot of times it comes with the, hey, Rick McClatchy gave me your name and he just says, you're amazing and I need help with this. And I want to say yes to everything. You know, I really, really do. Um, But you have to look at your life and what you really have capacity for and realistic time for and Sometimes there's seasons of your life where you have more time. If you're retired and your kids are out of the house, maybe you have more time to serve. But if you have four little ones all in school and you're working full time, you probably have a little bit less time to to give to the church, no matter how much you might want to. And so I just think it's so important that you kind of create those healthy boundaries and feel comfortable saying, I would really love to help you, but I just can't in this season. I can't right now. Um, because I don't feel like I could give it the attention it deserves and I think when you start to set those boundaries you keep yourself in a good place too because you're not overwhelmed by your serving you're not now doing it from a place of stress or anxiety or obligation you're still able to do it with a a more joyful heart and out of a place of I'm doing this because I love my church and I want people to connect to Jesus and others
0: right And, and this place of healthy boundaries um, can do two great things. One, it can help keep you healthier, mm-hmm. so you don't burn out and then hate God, right? I mean, because that's real. Yeah, that happens to people. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, statistically, they say things is all like the Pareto effect, where twenty percent of your people are doing eighty plus percent uh, of the work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes we create that own di- that we create that dynamic ourselves, where we find somebody that's just crushing it in an area, so why not have them crush it in two areas, you know? And mm-hmm. so we just, we pile on work because they're good and they're, they love it and, and they always say yes, and it's so awesome. But then there's other people that are unengaged that are actually sitting there thinking, gosh, it'd be totally. so cool. It'd be so cool if there was a place for me.
1: Totally, and I think also a part of that is like, if you have a gift and you're doing something, bring somebody alongside with you.
0: What? Pull
1: somebody in and be like, I want to show you what I'm doing so I can move on to something else and I can move on to that next step or so that I can go on vacation next summer and I know what's taken care of and I don't have to bring my laptop with me and deal with it on the plane flying to Disneyland. <laughs> you know, like, I can pass it on to this person. That sounded
0: too real. <laughs> <laughs> <But> Exposed. <laughs> I, I may or
1: may not have packed my, my laptop a few places. Um, but, you know, really just, like, helping people get connected and feel like they have ownership in their church a little bit more by mentoring them and bringing them along and saying, I think you could do really good with this. I see this gift in you. Do you want to check it out? You know, you can say no, but
0: just hang
1: out with me for a day and and let's do this and I'll show you what I do. And and then that'll preach right there. (laughs) And then, you know, that gives you that gives somebody else a connection and it gives you a chance to grow some more and maybe grow into a new role
0: absolutely we call that the apprenticeship kind of model where you bring somebody alongside you you show them how to do it whether it's so that they can take your place or whether it's so they can go do it for another campus or or hey someday they're going to be a part of a church plant team yeah and they're going to provide that kind of support to that church plant team or whatever mm-hmm. like we believe that the that what we are a part of is much greater than the part we play yeah. and and as we always keep that in mind and also like we're the best person to help somebody learn how to do what we do and mm-hmm. uh, man everybody in the church needs to be thinking that way so start thinking that way if you're not thinking that way bring somebody alongside you and you just get to even build a relationship along the way which is super super valuable now before we continue on this boundaries thing mm-hmm. um, your conversation made me think of something that actually happened with you specifically um, I remember somebody coming and asking you to take over a, a position and I remember there being resistance in your voice um, and you said I don't know about the learning curve of that thing like uh. I'm not sure that I can do it so what I was thinking in my head and you can correct me if I'm wrong yeah, like yeah. if I'm on a if I'm on a tangent over here, that should not be whatever. But um, there are times when we need to say no to something because it is a healthy no boundary kind of thing. Like, yeah, that was that was a right thing. And then there are times where we think we're going to say no to something and maybe it's maybe it's not a no season yeah. because you ended up doing that yeah. role. Yeah. Talk to me.
1: Um, so I think you're talking about freedom, yeah. if I'm not wrong. And, yeah, so you have to, like – how do I put this um you have to kind of like look at the fear and say is it fear because I don't think I can do it or fear because it's scary it's but it's exciting but it's just a little scary and so y- you know for me what happened in that situation was I got sent basically like a job description and I and and I'm reading all these things and I'm like holy camoly like I've only done three of the things on this list that they <laughs> want me to do and I don't like and and um it was pastors Trevin and Stephanie Anderson who I'm working with on Freedom and they they like sat me down and they were like, no, we want we, we, we will grow you into this. We want to pour into you and we will help you get what you need. We're going to walk by 100% and we see you leading teams and doing this and doing that but we will we'll get you there together. Like We will pour into you and we will grow you and we'll make sure you have what you need. like We're not just going to drop it off and let you run. And so I kind of was like, okay. And I'm just...
0: So, so you nervously said yes yeah so yeah sometimes so sometimes we have maybe a false perception of what's all entailed and in classic manor house fashion we drew up yeah. a job description that was probably insane you know and that's fine um and so so that's awesome that you're able to i love the question that you ask like am i do i really genuinely feel like i am not equipped to
1: mm-hmm. do
0: this thing or am i just afraid yeah, And because sometimes we need to just kick fear in the face and, and press on into the thing that God's calling us to. Um, yeah. So I thank you for sharing that, that I think that, that can be an important clarification because there is always this uh, slippery slope. You can, you start saying no to something and then you just say no to everything and yeah. you just stop doing stuff mm-hmm. because in the name of good boundaries or whatever. And
1: you miss out on so many blessings that way sometimes too. Like I would never have gotten to know Stephanie Anderson as well as I do and I, I just, I think she's an amazing woman and she's become definitely like a really important person in my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would not get to see all the coolest of freedoms doing right. before even getting to go through it myself. I'm doing it right now. Mm-hmm. By the way, get in a freedom group. They're awesome. Come on.
0: But, but wait till spring. Because wait till spring. <laughs> cool. I'm sorry. There's 600 people in it right now. I'm sorry. I'm just
1: like, freedom's awesome. I'm excited about it. So, um, but you know, getting to see the conference happen and the, the teaching and the word and what God's doing in people's lives, it's like, oh my gosh. Like, it just brings you to a whole new level and a whole new understanding of like how great He really is. So,
0: Come on. you
1: can like really miss out on blessings if you stop just because it's a little nerve wracking you know
0: So what are some of the what are some of the factors that go to go into play that dictate where we need to draw our boundaries
1: I think the biggest one is just kind of looking at your life and what's honestly going on not like the smile that you put out to everybody who says politely how are you doing on Sundays But like, really what is in your life right now? Do you have someone in your family who's ill that you're trying to be really wrap around support and be there for them? Do you have problems with maybe your children's school that you're trying to figure out? Do you, are you having, you know, job tension? Is there maybe some uncertainty in your income and what's going on there? Like, just looking at your season and making sure that you're taking all of the stressors that are there some seasons have a lot less than others right and just taking all that into account before saying yes to too much because you don't want to add to because life's hard like like even the best seasons there's hard moments and you don't want to add on top of that and take away your ability to serve with a joyful heart or to deal with whatever's going on in a healthy way if you're more focused on getting stuff done and and taking care of that and that's becoming a stressor, then maybe you have less like emotional capacity left over at the end of the day to deal with your family with kindness or to to work through emotions in a healthy way. So just kind of looking at your whole life, the whole picture, the parts that only you and your inner circle see and making sure that you're not doing anything that's gonna take away from what's going on there.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, in the last episode, we talked a little bit about sometimes the guilt and stuff we can feel Mm -hmm. for um, either needing to step back from something or to say no to something that maybe we haven't agreed to yet. And and I think you just have to say it out loud. Like, it's okay Mm -hmm. to recognize the seasons that we encounter in life. I think of I think of moms of young babies, yeah. or like new babies, or whatever. It's like, that's a season of life that um, this little person that you now have in front of you is um, very demanding, a okay? Little, like, yeah, it's yeah, a little
1: like, all-encompassing, <laughs> yeah. And,
0: and so to think that you can continue to do everything you've always done Mm -hmm. now with this baby that needs so much time and attention and love and care Mm -hmm. is just, it's silly, right? Like, like, it's okay, just recognize, and also know that the season's gonna go by really fast and pretty soon they're gonna be driving you to church.
1: Mm -hmm. And you're gonna find That happened to
0: me today. (laughs)
1: But, you know, and you're going to, like, find new passions through that season. Maybe right. you were, like, a greeter, and now you have this brand-new little baby, and you're like, I need to pour into children. I need to get that's into right. Manic House kids because God has just shown me that i that's just where I need to be is I yep. need to be pouring into kids and making sure that when my kid hits Manic House kids, it's a great place for them to that's learn right. Jesus, you know? So being open to what the season's going to bring you and teach you and, and, so good. and get you ready for um, – and we should
0: flow with the season <laughs> and not fight against the season. Yeah, I, I,
1: yeah. And I think also kind of going back to, like, getting past the guilt of, of having to maybe step back or say no to somebody, we as, like, kind of leadership and, and, and other dream team members of the church need to really, I think, foster a culture that makes it okay. Yeah. You know, like, really try to make sure we're saying to people, are you okay? Because I can I can take that for you, or it's okay to say no to me. I was hoping you would help me with this, but I get it if you're too busy. Right. I there's other people, you know. Don't don't feel too bad about this, and just really trying to make sure that it's a two way street. You know, we as Dream Team members have to set healthy boundaries, but we also need to, as leaders and, and fellow Dream Team members, create the foundation and the safe spot for people to put those boundaries. Because right. it's a lot harder to do if you feel like you're gonna get rejected, or you're gonna get, you know, people are gonna say blacklisted. Oh, yeah, <laughs> or or even just something like, oh, you can't do that. Okay, I don't know what I'm gonna do now. Like that, yeah, that can right. totally
0: guilt and manipulation yeah. sprinkled in there. Yeah,
1: and that can totally like you said
0: you wouldn't talk about that on the podcast.
1: Oh, sorry. Dang it. I'm human. No.
0: <laughs> um, no, that is that is really good stuff, and I had this really awesome thought that I needed to share. Mm-hmm. Um, it just I'm forty now, so I forget stuff. Um, but <laughs> no, we were just uh, talking about being able to say no. Oh yes, I remember what it is now. Is I think I I've mm-hmm. discovered it's helpful at times to have kind of identity kind of conversations with people. Like yeah. you know what, like you know what, Kayla, if if tomorrow you could no longer serve and belong for some reason, Mm -hmm. you're still awesome. Like you're still an awesome child of God that has calling and purpose on your life. If, you know, for whatever the reason is that you couldn't serve there anymore, like that that ministry does not define you and it doesn't, it's not the thing that gives you worth and value. It is one of the things that we're currently especially appreciative about that you do, Mm but it's not the thing that gives you value. And I think we have to have those kinds of open conversations with our dream team and with, gosh, probably with ourselves at Mm -hmm. times, right? I think we all wrestle being defined by what we do, that we are a child of God first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that is an excuse to not do anything because God has called us to be on the move for his kingdom, but But I think, um, I've, you know, I've had to have a couple of those conversations, you just have people on your team that are going through something, and you know it's just a season, and you can see it from the outside, yeah. but I'm not living that season, so I don't feel all the things that they're feeling. Yeah. And so I have to come in and just be like, look, I'm just gonna tell you this out loud, hear me clearly, mm-hmm. this does not define you.
1: And people so appreciate when you can step into their world for a minute and say i see you and i'm just gonna wrap around and support you and let you know that like you've got a soft place to land and you're gonna make it through this and you know you're right it does not define you like this is just a stage in your journey and we just have to keep pushing forward And we're going to make it through. And
0: And you know what? God's probably going to grow you through whatever the thing is that you're going through. He's going to grow you Mm -hmm. and refine you and actually make you even more powerful on the other side just because that's how good he is. Um, Yeah, it's that it's those are such important conversations because we can get so out of whack. And, you know, you like kind of made reference to that. Um, guilt manipulation kind of thing that can happen that mm-hmm. uh, really, I think it happens inadvertently. Like, totally. it's like, not like the person wanted to do that, but they're like, they're in a pickle, you know, yeah. they're just like, suddenly, oh, I have all this stuff that needs to get done. And I was kind of counting on you to do it because yeah. you're so awesome. Like you do all this other stuff and
1: suddenly their stress level shot up and it yeah. just came out. Yeah. Right. So
0: And so, oh man, Lord help us as, you know, leaders, team leaders, pastors, all of those positions that that we're more that we're careful in how we communicate those things and um so just recognizing that we have seasons honesty being such a huge piece of the process we have to be honest about where we're at we have to create culture on our team that says honesty is okay Um, we need to recognize the healthy tensions in life it actually made me think about um i know that you were gone a lot on weekends because you had to travel during one of the seasons of your life there um, so, it wouldn't really apply to you, but I was thinking sometimes we have people that when they hit a, a tough season, they, they pull back from everything. I've done that. And I think sometimes that's not always the best call, right? Because right. because like we talked about in the last episode, serving was one of the things that helped build community. Yeah. And so so, we have to be careful that we don't it like is. cancel ourselves out of our community because we're tired mm-hmm. or whatever. So, I was thinking, you know, with the dynamic that you have going on where you work in the cafe on Sundays and then you have other uh, behind the scenes stuff that you do during the week, mm-hmm. I could see, you know, if, if life pressure level is going up, like, okay, I need to step back on the, the during the week stuff, but maybe yeah. I keep my Sunday connection alive. Mm-hmm. What, are your, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I, I, yeah, I think it's really important to make sure that you're not adding stress to your life from your serving. But yeah, making sure also that you're not just throwing your hands up and running away because no. you just can't take anything else. Um and I think part of that again comes from from your leaders from leadership and kind of looking at someone and saying like I know you're going through a hard time but don't run away from me. Let me be let me help you. Let me stand alongside you. Let mm-hmm. me be there for you. You don't have to serve, but don't just run away. Keep coming on Sundays and praising God and keep let me buy you coffee every once in a while and just check in and see where things are at and i think it's 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 a two-way street again like we have to you know do the work to keep ourselves ha- healthy mm-hmm. but also i think as not even just leadership but just people in our lives like your friends around you at church that you know are going through something making sure you're kind of reaching out and saying i'm not going to let you disappear i'm not going to let you just fade away i'm going to fight for you you
0: know, that's so good. And I love what you just said. We'll we'll, we'll wrap it up on this one point. Um, I have somebody on one of my teams that then uh, had a baby, you know, and when she had a baby, it like totally changed her ability to engage in the team. Mm-hmm. And she has the biggest heart for this area of ministry. And I think it kind of kills her to not yeah. be fully engaged. But she's just like, Rick, I, I need to take care of my baby, you know, and I'm like, absolutely you do. And so one of the things that we have done is I've left her on all of the communication mm-hmm. strings. So you're doing zero on the team, but you're still on the team yeah. because your placement on the team isn't always just a result of what you accomplish, Yeah, yeah, yeah. but because you're just, you're part of our family, mm-hmm. darn it. And so you're on our team, whether you like it or not. And the, the reason that we have done that is in the conversation, I'm like, Hey, I just want you to stay in the loop and stay on the same page with us so that when the season changes and you're able to re-engage, even if it's just a little bit, you're there and you're in in. because you've been following along. Mm -hmm. And I I think that's so cool that you said that is, hey, you know what? You don't even have to serve right now, but you're still a part of my team. I'm gonna pastor you and care for you. So for all you leaders out there, whether you're pastors or whether you're leading a team, man, I think that's probably our big takeaway for today is making sure that we create culture on our teams where a person is not defined by what they do, but just simply by who they are. And that we create healthy environments where honesty is not just okay, but it's actually expected. Like I expect you to be honest with me. And it starts with the leader. The leader needs to be honest about where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and making sure that people understand that we're gonna care for them regardless of what they may or may not be doing for us. So. Kayla, once again, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you have been a fantastic co-host. Um, we'll probably get you in for another episode down the road. Co-host, a um, guest? <laughs> well you're a guest co-host we'll do it like that and uh so thank you so much for being a part of our listening audience today uh my name is Rick McClatchy again just so thankful that you're here with us you can reach out to me anytime M at manhouse.church. again go like comment share um share 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 and with that have the most amazing day this has been another episode of the growing faith podcast